Why was the Archbishop right? Why was the Archbishop right? In late May of this year, Archbishop Salvador Cordelioni of San Francisco sent a letter to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, in which he said the following. A Catholic legislator who supports procured abortion, after knowing the teaching of the Church, commits a manifestly grave sin, which is a cause of most serious scandal to others. Therefore, universal church law provides that such persons, quote-unquote, are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. That's from Canon 915 of the Code of Canon Law. And a little later in the letter, the Archbishop said this, In striving to follow this direction, I am grateful to you, for the time you have given me in the past to speak about these matters. Unfortunately, I have not received such an accommodation to my many requests to speak with you again since you vowed to codify the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision in federal law following upon passage of Texas Senate Bill 8 last September. That is why I communicated my concerns to you via letter on April 7, 2022, and informed you that should you not publicly repudiate your advocacy for abortion quote-unquote rights, or else refrain from referring to your Catholic faith in public in receiving Holy Communion, I would have no choice but to make a declaration in keeping with Canon 915 that you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. As you have not publicly repudiated your position on abortion and continue to refer to your Catholic faith in justifying your position and to receive Holy Communion, that time has now come. Therefore, in light of my responsibility as the Archbishop of San Francisco to be concerned for all the Christian faithful entrusted to my care, by means of this communication I am hereby notifying you that you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion, and should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion and confess and receive absolution of this great sin in the sacrament of penance. People in the liberal, woke, secular media became apoplectic when they found this out and read the Archbishop's letter. To which I respond today in all charity that it's none of their business. These are some of the same people who talk about the separation of church and state every time a group of Christians takes a position on a moral matter that they don't like. Well, it works both ways, Mr. Journalist. The Church should not try to run the state, that's true. I agree with that. But neither should the state try to run the Church. This is an internal Church matter. And if you really believe in the separation of Church and state like you say you do, Mr. Journalist, then you have nothing to say about it. Your opinion on this matter and matters like this is totally and completely irrelevant. This brings me back to the question I posed at the beginning. Why was the Archbishop right? Why was he right, first of all, in trying to reach out to Mrs. Pelosi in the past, to encourage her to see abortion for what it really is, and to act accordingly in her public life? He makes reference to those efforts, by the way, in his letter when he says, I am grateful to you for the time you have given me in the past to speak about these matters. Why was he right in warning her that there would be consequences if she persisted 
in her radical pro-abortion position, while at the same time claiming to be a quote-unquote devout Catholic. And why was he right in finally taking that action and barring her from communion at Mass? Those questions, my brothers and sisters, actually have a very simple answer. Archbishop Cordelione was right because he's a father. And that's what fathers do. At least that's what good fathers, caring fathers, loving fathers do. Good fathers instruct their children and teach them the truth. Good fathers admonish their children whenever their children do wrong. Good fathers are patient with their children. Good fathers teach their children to be honest. They don't teach their children to say they're Catholic, for example, if those children really don't believe the core teachings of the Church. Good fathers make their children accountable for their words and for their actions. Good fathers punish their children when they deem it appropriate. But good fathers are also always ready to forgive their children and to receive them back with open arms when they repent of whatever wrong they've done. Archbishop Salvador Cordelione of San Francisco is a good father. He's a good spiritual father. He's a good spiritual father to Nancy Pelosi, although at the present time she might not think he is, and to the many other people in his diocese. They are blessed to have him as their spiritual leader. We need more leaders like him in the church today, just as our society needs more biological fathers who are good in these ways. You know, on this Father's Day, I think it's very important for us to remember that in America right now, we are experiencing what can be rightly called a crisis of fatherhood. Many bishops and priests have failed their spiritual children. We all know that. Just as many biological fathers have failed their natural children. And we are seeing the tragic consequences of these failures all around us especially in the acts of violence at schools and other public places. In one of his books, former Providence College professor Anthony Esselin wrote these words, these foreboding words. He said, What is the single condition of a boy's life that correlates most strongly with whether he will turn criminal? Not income, not by a long shot. It is whether he grew up in the same home with his father. Our prisons are full to bursting with fatherless boys who never became the men and fathers that God meant them to be. As I said in an editorial I wrote this week for our diocesan newspaper, The Rhode Island Catholic, fathers matter. Fathers matter a lot. Their love matters, their encouragement matters, their presence matters, their discipline matters, their forgiveness matters, and their example in every other dimension of life, including the spiritual dimension, matters. My simple prayer on this Father's Day is that every father, spiritual and biological, will understand these things and live his life, his fatherhood, accordingly.